and welcome to Frock Flicks, the historical costume movie and TV podcast. I'm Tristan L. Bass, your host, here with one half of our original Broadway recording cast. Kendra Van Cleave. And Sarah's not here because she doesn't care about our topic, which is... Downton Abbey! The final season. Dun-dun-dun. Dun-dun-dun. We're going to be recapping the final season, um, each episode, as it comes, um... And it's just uh, Kendra and I because we like the series, and Sarah happens to be one of perhaps three people who like historical costume but don't like this show, or haven't watched it, or probably going to get around to it in like ten years, um, right? And then be like, "Oh, now I want to talk about it." Totally. Yeah. Well, she and those other two people can tune into all of this yes. uh, with the rest of us who have been swept along in the pop culture phenomenon that is Downton, Downton Abbey. Abbey. Uh, so. You know, no spoilers because, you know, duh, it's Downton Abbey, you know. Yeah. It's kind of there. Yeah. Um, this is the final season. We're not going to recap uh, what's happened in the past five years because we presume that if you're listening to this, you've watched those. Yes, and that would be a lot of recapping. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we're just talking about the last season, episode by episode. Um, we're talking about the costumes, about the uh, story, um, kind of all mush it all together because... You know, that's where it kind of comes. Um, so, you know, I didn't start watching it right when it was first on TV, but Kendra did and kept telling me about it. I did? Oh, you I did. I remember I rem- that. Okay. I remember you mentioning it a lot. Yeah. I was like, oh, I'll get to it. But also because it's a kind of a soap opera thing, I kept fearing that, oh, my God, I haven't watched so many episodes, so I'm never going to catch up. Right. But Well, the first season was so good. And, <laughs> and you know, we're going to talk a little bit about why we watched the show and yeah. that I'm still hooked based on the first season. Yeah. Um, and now, of course, being invested in the characters and wanting to, uh, find out what happens to them. And of course the costumes and all of that, but that first season was so great. And, um, I mean, because of course it's Edwardian costuming is beautiful, but especially teens. Mm -hmm. And that just, just before World War One is, um, a beautiful era with the really columnar, silhouettes that are very sort of orientalist inspired very like wings of the dove another movie or a movie that we podcasted and that we love yeah and i just love the dynamics between all of the characters um my favorite is probably edith because i love how she's sort of the the overlooked sister and shocking she's a redhead no she's not she's blonde she's kind of well the actress is blonde but she's She's pretty damn red in the show. I think she's blonde. She's gotten anyway, more red over the years. Too. I love the sister snark between her and Mary and and all of that. Yeah. So anyway. So yeah, so I started watching it and, and couldn't believe anybody else wasn't. I know. I kept hearing about it for the first couple years, but it wasn't really frankly until I had cancer and was doing chemo and I was just so exhausted I was looking for more things to watch because all I could do is lie there on a couch. And I picked up, I think it was a DVD of the first three seasons or something. And I watched that and just binged watched it and was like, oh my God, yeah, you're all right. This is awesome. This is so cool. And, and that and I think that DVD ended when Matthew died. Mm. And I was just like, oh shit, how does this all turn out? Yeah. Oh my God, oh my fucking God. I have to say, I think in addition to the costumes, the thing that hooked me the first season was when they went there with Lady Mary, and now I can't remember the Turkish guy. Pamuk. Pamuk, where yeah. she actually A, shagged him, B, yeah. he died. Yeah. Like, like most Edwardian, you know, it's tea sipping and pearl clutching. Yeah. And, and when they went there, I was like, oh, 
okay. It yeah. was kind of like Game of Thrones where yeah. they're willing to kill people. It's totally. like here, okay, shit's actually going to happen. That's right. And granted, I don't think it, it's maintained quite that. Yeah. Uh, you know, it sort of fizzled as it's gone plot-wise. Well, but but... They, they killed off Lady Sybil. They killed off Matthew. I mean, Sybil's death. Oh, I mean, oh, my God. I just, no, I see. Because she was a great character. Uh, she was fun. I liked. Uh, okay. I felt like she tried too hard, and I felt like I just saw that a mile away. Yeah, but that they actually did it. as a Because it was, it's such a, again, it's a, it, usually in the in the costume drama, it's like, oh, so close to death. Oh, but she recovers mirac- miraculously. Right. You know, being a one of the main characters, one of the main three daughters, and right. you know, she she lived, and then then we're stuck with her, you know, awkwardly not fitting in husband, uh, and all that. So, you know, they did they did in the Game of Thrones fashion. They mm-hmm. went with it and yeah, let it happen. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's it, I caught the fever too, and. It was cool, you know. And uh, I'm, you know, like, I like the teens era costuming, but that they, you know, went through the 20s, and that's an era I'm just not all that into, but they have made it so beautiful and so just ex- just gone to town with it and taken some risks and... But also shown kind of the interesting side. Yes. They're not, they're not going for fringe and, yeah. you know, the cheesy flapper or whatever. They're, I mean, it's quality. Yeah clothing and it's been interesting to see it change and people reacting to that change and yes. of course one of the big underlying themes of the whole show is social change yes. and being this big arrest aristocratic family in this giant house and how they're responding to sort of the modern era coming but it's been great to watch that happen mm-hmm. and they've done a really beautiful job at it you could it you could they could have easily when it got to the 20s just sort of slapped them in some yeah you know just flip the switch and oh, we're all yeah. uh, you know we no. we're all Charlestoning in our fringy yeah. dresses with you know stretch yeah. sequins and stuff, but they didn't. But it's it's very slow and 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 cautious and careful. Each character changes mm-hmm. as that character would. Um, I think really not until this season are we seeing the Dowager Countess and something that's ever so slightly not entirely one hundred percent stuck in the Edwardian era. Yeah, it's just just these little hints like oh. She's perhaps ever so slightly, kind of, sort of, maybe, in the 1920s. Maybe. Maybe. No, I think Ten. she's more like a 1910, Ten. but yeah. Maybe she's in the late 1910s yeah. now instead of right. 1910. Right, 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 yes. You know, there's these little bits of the, the silhouette is a little looser yes. on her. So. Although, that could also be like, well, um, it doesn't make work yeah. for her character. I was going to say old lady like sweatpants, but... But no, the because she would she's never always be been old, old lady. She hasn't, yeah. you know. Yeah, So, um... We want to talk about the the plot first, and then go into some of the costume as it comes up in the sure. plot. Uh, because this is the sixth season, so we've entered uh, it's 1925, and um, I, I guess the big there there's some scandals. There's some uh, you know there's there's one wedding that might happen. Uh, there's you know Edith and her constant. Edithness. Yes. Um, and the Bateses and their and the Bateses, Bateses and their Batesness. Right. Uh, well, let's start. Let's. Why don't one? we work through by character? Okay. So yeah. let's talk about Lady Mary first. Yes, I mean, you cause... can't not Lady Mary. So her big thing, obviously, yes. is still sort of not being sure. You know, sort of taking more charge of the estate, not wondering if she's ever going to find love again, and, and, and then now being blackmailed for having shagged Gillingham in a hotel yeah. using her own name, which I just thought was. On the one hand, yes, 
fuck everybody, but on the other hand... It's gonna come back to bite you, and it does. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I approve very much of her getting out and testing the goods, but, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And and so that goes around a few times, and finally Daddy pays pays off the... But a little, only a little bit. A little bit. Yeah. And, and of course, Daddy has the smarts, figures it out the smart way, but I have to say, oh, man, she just... I, I'm not a Lady Mary fan. Really? She's She irritates me. She's just like, she gets away with everything. She just, she's the golden child. She's like, I agree, but I love that she is bitchy and that she's not, I felt like, because see, I feel like Sybil was that way. Sybil was just so perfect and everyone's mm-hmm. angel and, oh, I'm going to go be this bleeding heart socialist kind of person. I like that Lady Mary's bitchy and I like that she's like, uh, she's very much, I love how she's very much aligned with the the Dowager Countess, played by Maggie Smith, and they're both sort of, I don't know, she's interested in power and those kinds of things. I mean, I think she, I would hate hanging out with oh. her, because she would completely snark my outfit and tell me what a sad, pathetic excuse for a human being I was. But I enjoy watching her. Speaking of outfits, this actually, she had some... Decent outfits. Mary, yeah, because Mary Tristan did. normally... Normally, I, I, in the last couple of seasons, Mary's day wear in particular has been very dowdy. Or in the Project Runway sense, uh, it's a little mumsy. Yes. Um, and for a, a young woman, yes, she's married and widowed. She has a child. But she can wear, or, or they can put her in, some very dowdy, very, you know, pastels. And like, like... It's actually a lot of neutrals, and I think I think part of it is the fact that the actress is very thin, very the nineteen twenties figure, and then she has interesting coloring, being very pale with the dark hair, and so I think that they're sort of playing with that, with the fact that she can wear very neutral colors and very sort of pared down uh, items. But I get what you mean. It comes off though is is dowdy, and because because she has such strong coloring, when she wears rich colors, it looks great. It looks stunning and it looks really beautiful. And when she wears pale colors or neutrals, it just it washes her out and and she looks ten years older. I almost wonder I mean, I think there's so much, I mean you have to think about the character, a lot of it being, you know, Matthew died, right? Which yeah. I wonder if, to what degree it predated well, it, Matthew dying. No, it was after so it was after she came out of mourning. And it was really a lot of it was last season when she was shacking up with with right. Gillingham. Right, but her big thing then was all about taking control yeah. uh, of the estate and essentially being treated as a son and all of that. So I wonder yeah. if some of it was sort of degendering her. Yeah. You know what I mean? It just it looks yeah. mumsy. Yeah. Uh, and what's fascinating to me, and we'll get more to Edith, is how Edith used to be the dumpy one, and now yeah. she has the fabulous wardrobe. And, but anyway, yeah. but we should say that in yeah. this episode, we were actually very much liking what Lady yeah, Mary was yeah. wearing. Uh, a lot of great colors. She yeah. had this beautiful dress in the last scene that was like a burgundy mm. with a, a sort of rust-colored insets, mm. and they were gorgeous colors Yeah, together. it must have been like a, it was a silk or, or something with a little bit of a shine. Yeah. And it was it was beautiful. It was really really nice. And it was a it was that was a daytime look, right? Um, you know, the evening where she's is always, always on point. She's always knocked it out of the yeah. park with yeah. black, especially. Yeah, she does a lot of black or dark red or dark wine, mm-hmm. um, which looks stunning on her. It, yeah, it goes with the coloring. Yeah. It just it looks great. Yes, um, although it's, I it's, I always laugh as I watch because I think you know the the one evening dinner scene 
It's dinner with the family, you know? It's grandma and, uh, you know, Matthew's mother are there, and that's it. And they are dressed to the nines. And I know that it's completely, that's the era and the class that they are. But the idea of, like, going to dinner with my mom and my sister (laughs) and, like, putting on essentially a ball gown and a corset and doing full makeup and hair and all of that. Really? I know. When you actually think about that, I mean, God, thank God they had servants. Jesus. Because there's no way you could do that without um, you you yeah. volunteer to go into an institution. You, st- you start getting dressed at four. Yes. Um, oh, speaking of the dinner scenes, uh, well, they're definitely going for the 20s headband yeah, look. Uh, and that was the first I'm, time we've seen that. Like all of the women, or the younger women, of course. The real, the real across just above the Straight eyebrows headband. The headband. I mean, they've done bandeaus and yeah. things before that are more in the hair. But this is that very kind of, cl- almost, well, these days is a cliche 20s look of, of the headband. You know, mm-hmm. when it's usually done very cheesy. There, they, they're, you know, in the show, they're doing... Very nice ones, you know. They're Looks jeweled, like they beaded. They're maybe. Be- yeah, they're beaded, and in fact, the beads don't even go around. It's literally across the head, but across the forehead. I'm, I'm, I'm visualizing. <laughs> you have to watch me um, doing this across my head. But it's across the forehead, and, and it looks like the strap part is tucked around below their hair. Yeah, it barely um, t- covers. It just starts to go into the hair, and then yeah. just turns into the strap. And both that's both. Mi- Mary and Edith were yeah. wearing those. Yeah, and and I, I this it struck me as the first time we've seen both of them wearing it yeah. at the same time at dinner. You know, not because you know Rose would occasionally wear stuff, so it seemed that kind of flapper young thing, very you know fashion forward. And now it's just oh, wearing it at dinner, no big whoop. It's yeah. a thing. Well, and but it's interesting, and I'm not an expert on the twenties, but I wonder, you know, uh, again these things we consider ubiquitous. You know, they had to come in over yeah. time, and maybe yeah. by, it was 25. by 25 that, yeah. that that was really taking off. Yeah, so we're seeing that move in there. Right. Uh, uh, so let's talk about Edith. Edith yeah. So Edith's big thing is, of course, sort of trying to figure out what what's the rest of her life going to be yeah. like, and sort of a bit about her running the newspaper, and then what should she do with this apartment that she's inherited from her dead fiancé, yeah. Michael, and so should she move to London yeah. or not? And of course, what what about the child? And of course, Tristan and I are yelling at the screen, like, you can't have a kid in London. I know. How can you possibly? Because her aunt, Rosamund, is saying, well, you know, now you have a child, so you can see why you'd want to live in the country. Because no one ever raises children in the (laughs) city. There's no such thing as, like, Mary Mary Poppins and governesses and and Central, well, there's no Central Park, you know, whatever. No one ever. No, of course not. Yeah, so it's a huge apartment where apparently, you know, um, Gregson uh, introduced... Edith to Virginia Woolf in the parlor, you know. So it's, uh, yeah. But, you know, Edith needs to get a life. Yeah. Is, is the subtext of, yeah. of that uh, And I want line. her to. I mean, I, I, it frustrates me how she's one of those characters that they, in a way, they do it with Mary. They do it with all of them. They do it with the bait yeah. of pushing them up to the cusp of happiness and then pulling it away at the last second. And welcome to soap opera. Yeah, that is true. Yes. But, uh... Anyway, um, but Edith's wardrobe, I, the only thing I really mostly remember, I remember that her evening gown mm-hmm. at the dinner, the first yeah. dinner, was really nice. Yeah. I want to say it was like a, a gold satin. It was another halter. Yeah. She, she, gets halter. A, she shows a lot of shoulder and back. She and, is, well, and it looks gorgeous It does look her. great on her. And I love her hair. I mean, Mary's got the classic Louise Brooks bob, yeah. but I love how Mary's got, or excuse me, Edith, and I'm not sure if her hair is still a little bit longish or not. No, the actress's is. 
so okay when they they have it done up in a bob style but with curls and rolls and and i mean both are pretty but it's nice to see that range yeah um and then except the the one outfit we were kind of squinting at was the one where she was with her aunt rosamond in the london apartment and she had this sort of it was like a blue blouse with a big bow but then this like orange and black stripe or stripe cardigan or kind of thing vest sort of, it looked like it was either cardigan or a vest and it was the colors were throwing me off i mean they do some adventurous colors with her which i really enjoy because you know it's nothing i'd ever wear or think of together but they work on her mm-hmm. and this one i was kind of squinting at going i don't know if that works yeah i kind of wanted her to take the coat off so i could really get a clearer impression but yeah. uh yeah that was kind of odd but yeah but there you go again For, she yeah Rosamond had a beautiful coat on, and yeah. she's always, I mean, I think both as a character yeah. and wardrobe-wise, an inspiration to Edith, and that yeah. she's a, I never, is she a widow? No, she's, she never had kids, and I'm not clear if she ever married. Um, yeah, she's somehow um, independently wealthy, well, they're all independently wealthy. I know, whatever. but she lives this fabulous single life in London, yeah. and dresses pretty darn fabulously, yeah. too. So her coat, I almost... It was an interesting sort of print or, or pattern to yeah. it. I almost was wondering if it was like Egyptian or something, yeah. but I couldn't see it clearly enough, and I'm not sure yeah. that it was. But and there, but always in these very yeah. artistic. Again, she reminds me of the ant from Wings of the Dove. Yes, um, this very artistic, uh, fashion forward yes. um, looks, and of course, and is also again an independent woman living an interesting life and. Edith, there is your model. Follow yes. it. But I, I like Even though she, she said she wanted Edith to abort the baby. But whatever, you know, yeah, then that, give up the but baby. But that's awfully and, forward thinking yeah, for that era. Yeah, give up the kid. You, know, you don't need the kid. Most you know. people, I mean, yeah, she totally helped with all that. I yeah. would think, you know, most people would just sort of, I don't know, yeah, that, that drown you or something. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and speaking of, of interesting, uh, you know, Edwardian slash... I really, I think Edwardian attitudes um, because of who they are and their age. You know, we get to the uncomfortable conversations point of oh, the show. Yes, yeah, so going downstairs. Yes. Uh, first, uh, let's see, who started? I guess Mrs. Hughes started with Mrs. Patmore and sent Mrs. Patmore to go talk to Mr. Carson because, you know, telephone is more fun. I, I don't know. Because they're engaged, yeah. Mrs. Carson and Mr. Hughes, and Mrs. Hughes is panicking about, oh, crap, are we actually going to do the deed? Yeah. And, of course, I'm a, you know, lady, she's got to be in, what, her late 50s? 40s, 50s, late 50s, 40s? I, late I don't know, 50s, 50s, early 60s, maybe. Well, I didn't think quite that. Okay, I'm thinking, whatever. let's say 50s. The point is, she isn't as, as firm as she once <laughs> was. Well, and she's <laughs> she's an old virgin, too. I mean, That, too. That's so the thing. she gets nervous, right. Yeah. And um, yeah, I can imagine that that's an incredibly awkward conversation to have, yeah. especially in that era. But somehow bringing another person into the conversation just doesn't seem like it's going to help anything. <laughs> I know. You know, and poor Mrs. Patmore, who's, who's another old virgin, yeah, and really they're all not, called Mrs. But they've not they've not been married, not done the deed, not <laughs> equipped to handle this. Yes. But it is, I thought, Mr. Carson's reaction was yes. super sweet. Once he figured out what they were actually talking he, about. And it was really cute when, watching him figure it out. Yes. And Mrs. Patmore being so relieved when he finally did. Yes. Yes. How and, to... and, yeah, he, he had a wonderful reaction. And, you know, yes, the show is mostly about the upstairs people and their lives and loves. But it's nice to see, you know, some older people 
getting it on, or at least talking about potentially getting it on. Yeah. <laughs> you know, love does no bounds. Yes. You know, the whole thing. Yeah. I mean, while we're downstairs, we both noticed some, some really nice um, details on some of the downstairs uh, women's clothing in particular. Yeah, I was commenting to Tristan, I've always actually really liked what they've done with Mrs. Hughes's wardrobe, and she's usually been the one who's in the, the least sort of uniform uh, dresses, but although they're black, there's always some interesting trim and sort of seam lines. I mean, it's very subtle and very understated. But we were noticing multiple characters, so she had that. And then Anna had a dress that had it could, could have been pleats or seaming that sort of crisscrossed mm-hmm. across sort of her upper chest. And then there was someone else. Uh, the the woman that Bates, uh, not Bates, Mosley's always talking to. Uh, oh, the, the other n- maid. The nice maid uh, who is now Cora's maid. maid. Yeah. Can't remember her name. Yeah. Maybe. Whatever. Um, but, the, you know, they're all basically wearing just black dresses, but it is a, really nice that they have this details because, you know, they're usually in these close-up shots, so they give them details up near the neck where it's going to show mm-hmm. on screen. And so, yeah, the Cora's maid had, a, it was a it was a almost tone-on-tone black stripe. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was like dark, it was black and maybe a dark gray and it was it was done. Well, it could in just different... been. It looked like almost like it was a satin, and maybe uh, yeah. Whatever. But it was done in different directions. Yeah. Yeah. So you got that really nice effect, right? And so that yeah, basically they're wearing black dresses, but they have some detail and and mm-hmm. some texture. It gives them right. visual texture. Yeah. Mrs. Hughes always has the an inset, which is so uh, late teens and twenties, and I love it where there's um uh, the dress sort of ends sort of just over the, the boob, I would say essentially, and makes a vertical line from the neckline straight down. And there's always an inset. Um, and it always looks really nice on her. And again, there's often some pleating or a little bit of trim or just something that makes me go, Oh, that, you know, I like that. That's nice. And I was actually admiring Mrs. Hughes's hair. They have a nice, she's got this lovely swoop that goes over the ear before sort of it goes into whatever and the arrangement in back looked kind of complicated yeah. and I thought that was nice too. There was a bit on PBS um, about how they've had it I guess it was I don't know if this season or maybe towards the end of last season where they she got a new wig. Um, oh, okay. <laughs> uh, because she'd had the same wig style for right. basically the entire series up until very recently. Um, so it's very updated, and she's, so she's kind of up and coming with the times, mm-hmm. you know. And I guess they named them too. It used to be Elsa. Now it's Elspeth. Ep- 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 you know, Elspeth. Elspeth. Yes, that's okay. it. That's the name of um, Mrs. Hughes's new wig. Oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Because they are yeah. a little up with the times now. All right. Also, while we're downstairs, uh, Anna and Bates. They can just never be happy, can they? No. Never, yeah. ever, ever. And I do feel like that they were. There's a lot of times, I mean, the show is great, but there are a lot of times they flogged the dead horse. Yeah. And I felt like the whole thing where suddenly Anna's accused of the murder was totally flogging the dead horse. We've gone through all of this and you expect us to like get some sort of emotion. He's in prison. She's going to be in prison. Everybody's in prison. Clearly they've run out of ideas. I'm glad that that was finally wrapped up in this episode, but laughing that here we are, we're busting out the champagne and the Victrola. We're having dance party USA in the service quarters. And instead of being happy, there's Anna and Bates over in the corner being sad because now their new theme for the season is Anna's miscarriages. That's right. How many has she had? We don't know. Dozens. Yes. 1,300. Billions. Billions yes. of miscarriages that she's been keeping from Bates yeah. because I want to spare you. Well, and it's so sweet because the two of them, they, 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 the actors and, you know, communicate this well and the storyline yes. is great. I love how in love they are. But they're constantly 
not communicating in an attempt to spare the other one. And maybe by now they've figured out yes. that that's not sparing anyone. What's that gift of the Magi sort of thing? I, I bought you a hair thing because, you know that story? Mm. I'm sure some listeners know this. Where um, it's a gift of the Magi where he buys the wife uh, some beautiful hair pin something and she sells her hair to buy him a thing. There you it's, go. It's, I'm not going to tell you out. because you, I'm not going to tell you because I'm doing this, this thing for you because I'm not going to tell you because I'm doing this thing for you. And it's like, it's very... It is a very, you know, Victorian, Edwardian sort of attitude about we don't talk to each other because we don't talk to each other. Well, because you don't... We're keeping yeah. things because it's better. It's, it's protecting Re- you. Repression it's is better. That is yeah. like the motto of the Victorians. God, yes. And that's the motto of Anna and Bates. Yeah, it's absolutely. Just, oh, but, you know... So it would just be nice if the two of them ever just kind of like were in the moment and just yeah. happy. No that... no spoilers, but I'm just... Let's, let's just bet yes. the Christmas episode. Yeah, finally. Well, obviously, if this is the or, last season. Or the movie, because here's the rumors. Okay. So here's the rumors that I've heard. They're, that we're either going to have a movie after this season is done, or there's going to be a prequel. Which I love. Which, which would go back to the, the Dowager Countess's days. I love that oh, idea so much. Yeah. Like, where uh, I will support that Kickstarter. Yeah. Where do I send the check? Yeah. Or Julian Fellows is just sick of all this and he's never going to write any more about this story ever again. Which I completely sympathize. Speaking of the Countess of Grantham. Yes. So she, uh, we have now set up the fight between her and, what's Matthew's mother's name? Isabel. Isabel. The fight between Isabel and Maggie Smith's character. Because they have to have a fight every season. Every season. season. Yes. And then they'll resolve and, and, and be best and friends. And be besties and it'll be great. And Yay. it is cute when they do get along. Yeah. And of course, I mean, anything where Maggie Smith gets these these lines oh she had some good ones she had so many good ones in this and i wish i could remember all of them the bit about the the friend who used to invite lots of royals because she to her house she's addicted to curtsying yes that was great and then so the whole there's the subplot that they're going to be fighting over the hospital um and then also the bit with her maid who god i hate her maid danker 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 who uh, the countess tells her there may have to be layoffs at the big house and don't tell anyone not a word specifically says don't tell anyone which you know is a setup for her to talk about and of course but i mean what an idiot danker is That she just turns around and tells, and and in the most obviously yeah. bitchy, oh, I've come over to sympathize, I'm going to freak everyone out. But of course, it all comes back in the end, and Maggie Smith, or Countess of Grantham, yes. I'm sorry, not the same thing as the actress who plays her, uh, gets some <laughs> good burns in there. Yeah. God, I wish I could remember some of them. Um, it was she's. Uh, it was just something about well, you know, if well while you're with us, sort of thing. Yeah, exactly. And, yeah, and while because she, because the the maid had, had freaked out Spratt, the butler, and so. This was a turnaround on the maid. And, you know, so basically it's, it, it, as with most things, most chickens come home to roost on Downton. Which is nice. They don't drop the threads. Yeah. 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 So that is, that's one good thing that, you know, Julian Fellows does is that he doesn't leave too many threads hanging. Um, it is not super neat and tidy all the time. Which is good, too, because that gets <laughs> overdone yeah. and can be still trite. Yeah, it's not super trite and it's not, you know, super loose either. It's it's usually, when he's good, it's that nice balance. Yes. Sometimes, you know, he loses the balance. And and that's why, you know, this is honestly, in my opinion, I think it's perfect. Six seasons is enough. Agreed. I you just, know? if they didn't end it this season, they really would have been stretching to 
yeah. things out. Yeah. Um, I did want to mention, speaking of Countess of Grantham, um, that I liked her hair. Of course, it's not the least Has bit it 20s. Changed? It's very Edwardian. No, but I was admiring. <laughs> they got a really great sort of Marcel wave thing yeah. going in front. And it was just very pretty. It looked identical. Fan. Of course. It has been the same I, but I every just, season. Sure, but I happen to be admiring <laughs> okay. that. Okay. And uh, the other thing um, is that uh, the other thread being that the Earl and... Uh, God, why Cora? can't I... Cora yeah. and... And the Earl. The Earl, whatever the fuck their Hugh names Bonneville, are. Hugh Bonneville, the yes. Earl. Does uh, he have no, a name? I don't know. He probably does. Yeah, um, he probably does. Um, You're all shouting at us now. His yeah. name is... We don't care. They go to an auction of a friend of theirs who's selling up and moving to London, and so they're selling all the stuff, and that friend is played by Mr. Wickham from the 1995 BBC Pride and Prejudice with Colin Firth, and I was excited to see that. He's aged well. Yeah. And then there's Daisy and her freak out. Yeah, with Mr. Mason. And, and I'm surprised, actually, that that thread has lasted all from the first, you know, or, well, from, I guess it was the second season. Which season was, was World War II? Anyway, second. what a, it was the second. Yeah, so, you know, that's lasted, um, which has actually been, I've kind of been interested in that subplot because it's, it's taken, it's given Daisy something to be other than just a scullery maid. You well, know, I do feel like mate. one of the long-term threads is what is Daisy? Daisy being the the new woman in yeah. the sense of at yeah. some point is probably going to leave service, yeah, and and do something else. And what will that be? Definitely. And again, that whole thread of society changing. Obviously, yes. Mrs. Hughes is not going to no, do that. Mrs. No. Patmore isn't going to no. do that. But Daisy is sort of the face of the new yeah. generation, and what will come for her. And I'm sure we will find yeah. that out. Definitely. Um, well. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I think we're going to find that out during this this season. I mean, uh, spoilers. But I, you know, I, I've I've checked out on Twitter when it was playing on the UK. So you know, I've seen a little bits of things, but not precise things. Mostly just that things happen. Right. You know, things are moving along, and and like I, you know, I the. Uh, you know, I, I didn't catch the, the, the buzz from the Christmas episode um, online. So, woo, who knows how it actually ties up with a bow. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I don't know. You know, how will, will, this, will this really end up in a, you know, in a neat bow? Or there are going to be big holes that are going to be open so that there will be a movie I or something. I think, yeah, it really will that's, depend on that. That's what I'm really wondering. Yeah. Um, because, you know, yeah, think characters like Daisy... Um, and Edith especially, because those two are kind of, you know, Mary, she's... She has her thing, whether or yeah. not she falls in love and gets married again yeah. and all of that. She, her thing is running the estate. She, she's all tied up with the estate. You know, yeah, um, but Edith is a big question mark. Um, Daisy is a big question mark. Yeah. Obviously the Bates, at some the, point, yeah. are yeah, going to be happy in their little cottage. They've got a, yeah. You know. But um, there's these two, there's these, there's these little outlier characters, like, where are they going to go? What are they going to do? And, and those, they're going to point to the 20s and the new generation and the new things that right. are happening in the world. So. I do wonder if Tom is ever going to come back. Sybil's Oh, yeah. Husband. Branson, yeah. Branson, Branson, yeah. Branson. Yeah. Tom Branson. Yeah, I do. Yeah, now, as, as, now he's in Boston with yeah. Sibby, the Oh, it's the, the last season. He's got to come back. I figure. I mean, yeah. come on. But, I mean, will he come back to visit or will Oh, maybe he'll he, probably he come just back? come back for Christmas. You yeah, know? Maybe. Everyone comes back at Christmas, right? Right, yeah, right, I mean, who right, knows? right, right, right. Come on. It's Christmas. Yeah. We bring back the kids and yeah. then, and they'll all have a Christmas party. But it probably I bet I doubt it'll be significant, would it? Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, mean, we'll see. Yeah. There was a little bit at one point where I kind of felt like maybe he was gonna they were gonna hook him up with one of the other yeah. with Edith or Mary. 
Um, I mean, I think it would have been difficult. Yeah. But I almost felt like that was sort of maybe. Mm. No, Tristan's giving faces at me. Yeah, no, I there's I'm no like, way. You're a little weird. Well, it would certainly have given him something to do. You know, yeah. it was either that or leave, and clearly yeah. they went for leave. All right, well, well, there's one good episode down. We've yep. got the rest of the season to go, so stay tuned. And um, we'll also try to do some costume recaps um, with screenshots and stuff on the blog. And that's frockflix.com. Yes. You can find us there. You can find us on Facebook at Frockflix and Twitter, Frockflix. So um, let us know what you're thinking of Downton Abbey as it's finally airing in the U.S. on PBS Masterpiece. And we'll let you know if they actually film a sex scene between Carson and Mrs. Hughes. Woo! Bump chicka bump bump. <laughs> yeah. So stay tuned for the next episode, and we'll catch you later. See you in a week. Bye.